I'm Bridget. And I'm Mary. And this is the Work Your Worth podcast, where we have honest conversations about navigating the never-ending and sometimes overwhelming journey of personal and professional growth. Hey, it is Bridget and Mary. Welcome back to another week of the Work Your Worth podcast. We are so pumped to be here with each other in my closet. That's right. We are in Bridget's closet. We're upgrading our setup each week. You never know where we're going to show up. Yeah. I mean, we're just we're just trying out. We're just trying things out, seeing what works. But we are very excited to be back and just for another great episode. And we are probably most excited today to introduce you to a new segment. This segment is basically where we're going to take those delicate dinner table type topics and give you the confidence to be able to talk about these hot topic issues with your friends. So yeah, let's introduce you to the delicate segment. Bridge, what's delicate this week? So what's delicate this week is it was just announced or Facebook just announced big changes to its rules for advertisers because it was uncovered that buyers, the ad buyers, people who were buying the ads were abusing Facebook's platform to block minority groups from seeing ads about certain opportunities, such as housing, employment, and credit, which, what the heck? It's just, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they weren't intentional about it, but also I know real people probably were intentional. And it's just interesting how a platform like that can be used. And there's some Things that are important, if I'm, I'm imagining my Facebook, like, ad building days, yeah. uh, I'm, I hope I'm not guilty of this, but it's just crazy how much, like, that power of the technology can be used to discriminate. Yeah, just absolutely. Like, so ugh. this is actually, this is going to make me sound like a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, I work for a recruiting company, and one of our clients, she, she leaned very far one way politically. So as a complete joke, I reached out to her marketing girl and was like, hey, is there any way that you could target ads to this <laughs> political group? And of course, her and I, we were just getting to know each other. And you can't tell, she couldn't sense my sarcasm <laughs> through the text message. And she just responded with, hey, that's completely illegal. Are you sure you want me to do that? Like, oh my goodness. Like, Sorry. <laughs> can't even joke about those things. I know. No, but I mean, honestly, I mean, you shouldn't because it does, I mean, as people who, I mean, Hilly, we're not the minority, so we weren't affected by that. So we do need to be sensitive towards those groups. So, I mean, going forward, Facebook is now going to be removing age, gender, zip code targeting for housing, employment, and credit-related ads on all platforms. That's good. I'm I'm excited. And it's crazy because I've been seeing so much about that in the news, and I think there's just been a lot of lawsuits and like crazy stuff. So mm-hmm. guys, that's your hot topic issue. Hot we topic. all have been victim to Facebook ads. Let's talk about that. Oh my gosh. They can be so creepy. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and then that very thing that you're talking about just pops up on your ads? A hundred percent. It's like, it's really weird. Or like, yeah. um, scrolling through Instagram is the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was just talking about, I wanted this also though, sometimes. I've used it to my benefit because I'm like looking for something. For example, I was looking for a new dog tag for, for Samwise. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, there's silicone dog tags that don't, because like the sound of them was like so annoying. And I think I was just talking about it. Uh-huh. And then I got an ad for one and I was like, I actually really need this. Also very creepy. <laughs> so once you guys all listen to this podcast, you will be getting targeted ads for silicone dog tags. Yeah, silicone so, dog tags. I 
actually had a uncomfortable quite <laughs> I've been having quite a few uncomfortable experiences with targeted ads, but most recently. So as you all know, just from our last episode, I've mentioned how I'm no longer married. So when I was going through that, Facebook, I didn't change my status. I did nothing. If anything, I felt like I was just reclusive and mm-hmm. I kind of pulled back from social media. However, anytime I got on Facebook, targeted ads for an online therapist. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook, but I already have one and she is wonderful. <laughs> And the second one that was just so weird, I was getting the targeted ads for dating apps, of course, and <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. There was one, I don't even remember what the dating service was, but it says like X amount of your friends also like this dating app. And one of those Facebook friends, it was my high school gym teacher. <laughs> so you could get on the same dating app as your <laughs> high school gym teacher. Yes. So thank you, Facebook targeted ads. That's hilarious. (laughs) Going away from that, I'm glad that they're changing their policy. And, you know, it's, they're too big of a platform to not do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mean, you know, it size doesn't matter. I mean, they should be doing that regardless. But yeah. yeah. So moving forward away from our delicate (laughs) issue. Let's talk about what we are talking about today. So, We told you this season is all about transitions, and for this episode, we wanted to focus on professional transitions. Mm -hmm. It can be scary, I think, for probably the people that listen to this who are, if you're anything like us, you're at an age now, you are in your later 20s, you've had a career probably after college, Mm -hmm. and you might be starting to feel like you're looking for that next step. you may be in a place where you don't know how to transition to another job. You may be feeling kind of discontent. That's something that I personally have gone through and I felt um, <laughs> quitting school that in, in itself school was a career. Mm-hmm. And so starting to feel that discontent and identifying ways to make a good professional transition. Mm-hmm. And then again, when I transitioned from the Kinney team to peak, really understanding how to transition, transition well is something I wish I would have had a little bit more. I think I wish I would have known more. Um, And doing the research research for this podcast, this episode, has really opened my eyes to some way to go about it gracefully and to just have some awareness through the process. So, professional transitions, are you ready to dive in? Well, let's do it. So, what's the first thing that you should do when you are making that professional transition? The first thing, absolutely the most important thing, is just accept that you are actually ready to make a career change Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to, in your mind, decide to move on. Because I think a lot of times we feel guilt and we feel like we have to stay committed to doing one thing. Mm -hmm. Because for our parents, I think we look at their generation and they did stay in one job their entire life. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a lot of research out there that shows that people, millennials, tend to, like, the number of jobs that we have is a lot higher. So it's really common to go from job to job. Yeah. Um, because we're always seeking after fulfillment. We're seeking after things. And sometimes you have to just try a job for a little bit, and it might not be the right fit. So the first thing is listen to yourself and accept that maybe you are at a point when you need to start or feel like you need to start looking for another job. Yeah. And so that's great. Cause I mean, it's very true. First you do need to accept it. Yep. Yeah, of course, once that it, you have to, you get, you get that little bug, you explore and then you accept it. And with that, 
acceptance. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say, you know what, let me sit on this for a few months mm -hmm. before I make a decision. When you know, you know. So when you do accept that you're ready to make that change, just reach out. Who are the core people who will shoot it to you straight? Because that's, that's what will transition this need for change from just an idea or this desire for change from an idea to an action. Mm -hmm. So who are your core people that will shoot it you straight? I mean, recently I started, I am kind of embarking on a bit of a new adventure right now. And I had a very important decision to make professionally. So I called my brother Dan because he will always shoot it to me straight. He will always tell me the things that I need to hear, regardless of whether or not I want mm -hmm. to hear them or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, for me personally, I want to be strong enough and smart enough to be like, I don't need validation from anyone, but it's more so affirmation, I guess, mm -hmm. just being reaffirmed that it is a good decision to make. Yeah. So once you accept that you're ready to make this career change, who are the people who have no emotional ties to your outcome that will shoot it to you straight and let you see your blind spots mm -hmm. to help you see more clearly and just honestly just help you through this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I would agree. My sister is kind of the person that I call for these mm -hmm. because she's known me long enough. She also knows that sometimes I just have an idea that I want to talk out. And mm -hmm. after talking it through, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just a fun idea that I wanted to say. That's not actually the direction I want to go. Thanks for listening. Or it could be something just like, hey, this sounds like something. But having those people that you can call for those things, I can point out like, okay, yes, I think this is a real thing that you needed to pursue or you might just be bored. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go back and just reassess in a little bit. Uh -huh. So yeah. accept that. <laughs> talk to your people and then reassess. Siblings are great. So the next thing when you're going through a transitional or a professional transition, go for growth. Invest in you. Learn a skill. Spend time with friends. Go to a conference. What do you need to do to stretch your thinking? Absolutely. I think though that first like feeling of, okay, I'm ready. You may not know what the next steps are, mm -hmm. but when you open yourself up to learning and growth, even just expanding your circle, maybe you just go learn a new hobby. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be anything serious. You, you know that you feel the need for change. You need to change your circle. Mm -hmm. You need to allow yourself to experience new things so that you can meet new people and then make the connections that might lead you to the next job. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good because those new people who you are meeting in this process, who knows what one little thing that yeah. they'll say that'll just tweak your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, recently I decided to take a leap for myself and this is the first thing that I'm actually doing that is 100% for me and it's a risk and I'm scared. And I'm so excited for it you. It may just sound small and silly, but I, um, I've been doing, I've been practicing yoga for about three years now and I just signed up at a new studio and they're offering yoga teacher training. And the first class I was in, I'm just like, Oh, you know, if I think back on the things that have been consistent throughout adulthood, never since I was in college, I've been consistently working on my health and fitness mm -hmm. and especially my wellness too. I mean, it's, so much more than just the physical activity and I've never been the person to check in at the gym or just show like I just get in get out I'm typically grouchy while I'm there but yoga it's been the one constant thing in my life that has always just kept me grounded 
So I looked into this yoga teacher training thing and the classes are only on the weekends. It wouldn't affect my job at all. I'd still be able to make money and I'm doing it. So I'm learning a skill. I love that. And I'm really excited just to meet more people and plant my roots in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. even more. And the one thing that really got me excited about this is I was speaking with one of the instructors and she was telling me just it's a lot more intense than a lot of people anticipate. She said, she's like, you know, there will be a point during this training where you're going to hate me and you're going to hate the other instructors. And I'm just like, bring it on. I'm <laughs> so excited to hate you because that means they're stretching you. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you are learning something. Yeah. So that, I mean, again, it may sound small. That's a huge leap for me. Yeah. That's not small at all. So don't put your, you're like, you're, that's a huge commitment and you're investing in yourself. And that's so awesome. Like I'm jealous and excited for you. I want you to do it with me, but I, I understand the timing. And so for those of you who want to hang out with me, since I'm so popular, <laughs> my weekends between now and September are full with yoga. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> I love that. So we're learning a new skill. We're going for growth and really making that decision to invest in ourselves. And the thing that you really have to do during all that is also just like look at your core values and your priorities, look and really allow yourself to imagine what it will feel like to have the important things in your life in the right priority slot. So think about the things that take up a block. If, if we have our lives and there's different components, it's a skeleton that make our, make our lives. What, like our brain is the most important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so what's thing. the thing that <laughs> occupies your brain? Um, our hands and our feet, like there's, everything plays a role is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. My analogy might not be great, mm -hmm. but there's things. So like, is it, is work the thing that's the most important to you? Is time with your family the thing that's the most important to you? Yeah. Is it your spirituality? Is it fulfilling work? Is it just work that earns you money? You have to understand what role your job plays for you and then assess that, look at your priorities and know that because going into some jobs, they may require a lot more nights and weekends. Mm -hmm. Some people are designed to be a nine to five person and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. So you have to understand what's important to you. If Monday night bachelorette nights or bachelor nights <laughs> are important to you, you need a job that gives you that freedom. Mm -hmm. So understand that. Look at your priorities. You said something really important there. And that was if nine to five works best for you do that. There's nothing wrong with that. For, yes. for me, I felt shame around that for a while mm -hmm. because I was surrounded by people who were business owners who work was their lives mm -hmm. and they were working 24 seven. And it's like, yeah, I admired what they were doing. And that was my circle. That was my mm -hmm. group of people that I was with. So I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, work, work should be 24 seven. I mean, we'll just have fun in our forties. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I removed myself from that situation, it was just like, no, work-life balance is what I want, and I want to be able to tune it off. And it, your professional life is not one size fits all. Yeah. If you want to work twenty four seven, that's amazing. If that works for you, if you want to work part time, amazing. Whatever it is that works best yeah. for you, and you need to be confident in that. And mm -hmm. don't let people who have a different work schedule let you think any differently. Yeah. And also, we actually, I mean, Mary and I since we have been a part of the Keller Williams world, we were really fortunate because in their interview process, they had, they take you through a very long interview process. It's called the KPA or career visioning process. 
And in that, did you do the motivational interview Mm -hmm. before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, when you said evaluate your core values and priorities, going back to that motivational interview that we did is such a great thing to reflect on. And just to give you guys all a little awareness around that, what that is, it's just an exercise that allows you to tap into your four key motivators. So they pre-select two for you. Your one motivation is your job. Your other motivation is money. And then you get to choose your other key motivators. What were your, what are your other, like, what are your four? Four, job, money, family, experiences. Okay. Experiences. That is such a good one. Yeah. Mine were, oh my gosh. I have my motivational interview um, taped up in my room, which is so cool. Same. Did you see mine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is such a cool experience because it, it's somebody who doesn't know you and they're asking you these questions that allow you to dig deep. Mm-hmm. It's one of my absolute favorite things to get to interview somebody and do the motivational interview mm-hmm. because it's such an honor to kind of be the driver to allow them to see that about themselves. Yeah. So it's just so cool. Yeah. Like so, such a cool thing. And within that exercise, so you define what does your perfect world look like in the job area of your life? What does a mm-hmm. perfect world look like financially? And then within, for me, what what would make me say perfect, everything is great in when it comes to my family? Yeah. What would make me say I'm fulfilled, everything is great when it comes to experiences if I were looking back on my life 10 years from now? And that's just so important to have all of those things written out so you can reflect, so you truly can. When you get in that slump professionally, you can, or personally even, yeah. you can yeah. go back and see what is it that I'm working towards? Yeah. Why am I getting up every day and doing it? Yeah. And it's for those motivators. Ooh. It's super. And it's helpful because you also learn what is the bigger pull. So it's not just like the surface level of, I want to make $60,000. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you want to make $60,000? Mm-hmm. What would that do for you? How would you feel if you're actually making X amount of money? And it's the feeling is what really taps into you. So for me, mm-hmm. if there was a dollar amount... Over and over and over, I felt this pull towards, I'm creating opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, steadiness and security was important. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you get those feeling words, and then those feelings are so much stronger than something surface level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much stronger. It's not, I mean, it's the intangibles, mm-hmm. you know? So the next step we know our core values. We're getting narrowed in on kind of what we're looking for. Right. So it's time to um, freshen up our resume, freshen mm-hmm. up our online presence, and start putting ourselves out there. And I, I really think the first step is just allowing yourself to update the resume, get a good link, hop on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Guys, that might feel cheesy, but it's actually so important. There's a lot of really good connections you can make yeah. when you're seeking out. I think that's a great place mm-hmm. to start. And there are recruiters yeah, I know, that's just, a great point. I know just from being in this industry, yeah, recruiters actively seek out people on LinkedIn. So for us, if we're hiring an executive assistant and the talent pool is low and the resumes aren't really coming in, we're going to seek out executive assistants on LinkedIn. Regardless if you're looking for a new position, we're still going to message you and just say, hey, we have this opportunity for you. If you're interested in exploring it, give us a call. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that is such, <laughs> I, would, I think there's, it's like, I don't know if it's just me, but LinkedIn kind of gets overlooked as a mm-hmm. real legit thing. And Facebook is also an important thing. If you're starting to start, that's terrible. Facebook, 
clean it up. Make sure that everything on there is professional, Mm -hmm. represents you well, um, showcases your character. Mm -hmm. Don't reshare things that may look questionable because I promise you employers look at your Facebook profile. Oh, yeah. I, I stalk. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just part of it. it. It's the world that we live it's in. It's like you want to get a vibe from that person mm-hmm. that you're going to be working with. Yeah. You know, you want to see what they're like, what their interests are. Or like, do they only take selfies of themselves yeah. at, a at work? Angle? Maybe. Ooh, That's the yeah. thing that I always look for. What do they say about their employer? What do they say about their employer? Mm-hmm. What time are they on social media? And we're all guilty of being on it, but I think if you can tell that they're on it all the time, mm-hmm. they may not be a good fit. So be con- even if you are doing that, be conscious of it when you start to look for another opportunity. Yeah, and just make sure. I mean, you know, if there is something that you don't want someone to see, I mean, just make it private. Yeah, hit that little uh, down little carrot thing and change your privacy. Or just be the person that you would want to hire. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you had your own business, would you hire you? That's something to think about. That's good. (laughs) Also, so just a little pro tip. So a lot of people, they'll make their resumes in Canva. Yes. Canva is super easy to use, very pretty. However, I've learned um, just from being, because I've, I mean, I've worked in the recruiting department just filling in a lot of times in Canva since it is, um, if it's not downloaded as a PDF, if it's just downloaded as an image, the job sites such as Indeed, YSI, and whatnot, they're not going to be able to pull your keywords. Yeah. So they may say that you're not a good job fit from the recruiters That's or the employers. That's a good tip. So PDF all the way when yes. you upload your, your um, and it just looks like a crisper. Pretty it's a better Canva resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have great templates in there. So I think Canva is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, So the next thing, and this is kind of a good thing or kind of connected to the last step, mm-hmm. um, you got to get connected with your network. Mm-hmm. You need to be all in and let the people that are closest to you know that you're starting to seek out a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. You are, whether it's an idea for a new business or just looking for the next job within the corporate world or within a small business, you need to let your core people know because the research really does say that most people find their job through people that they know. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is the best way to find people. Mm-hmm. When we hire people almost exclusively through word of mouth, yeah. it's, it's a safer bet. There's less risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to let the people that are closest to you know, and take another step further. I'll ask your core people to ask their core people mm-hmm. because it's that third degree where the real like magic happens and you can start finding opportunities that you wouldn't know about otherwise. Yeah. Also, could you, I mean, for me, I couldn't imagine starting at ground zero and having no leads, no contacts and just yeah. putting my job at, like, like just blank putting out it there. out there without mm-hmm. when I moved from Philly to Oklahoma, that's what it was like. I had absolutely no connections out here and it was terrible. Yeah. And now, I mean, I do have this huge network of people and there are going to be people that, you know, and also, I mean, actively network when it comes to networking with people, who's doing something that you want to do mm-hmm. and maybe ask them for coffee, ask absolutely. them to pay but, you know, don't do it in a way where you're the only, where you're just taking what value can you bring to them as mm-hmm. well? So yeah. just connect with the people who are doing something that you want to do and just learn. Cause yeah. they may be doing something that you want to do and you turns out you may not even like it. Yeah. 
you, while you still have the stability of being in your current career, do the exploration and, and start, I think going for coffee with somebody, even just hopping on YouTube and seeing kind of who can you follow that does what you want to do or look at their Instagram, sending them, sending somebody a DM guys, there is a lot of power mm-hmm. on Instagram because yeah. people actually respond. So if you see somebody reach out to them and you'll probably be surprised that they actually would respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the next thing to do when you're doing, when you are going through this professional transition, know the numbers. You know, mm. It's a very, very big leap that you're going to take. So it's so important to understand what your expenses are. Yeah. What if you don't have a paycheck for the next month? Yeah. yeah two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, a lot of times when you're going into a new position, there's an awkward period where it's just like you get paid three weeks after you start. If you start yeah. in the middle of a pay period. Yeah. Are you good enough financially to be able to do that? Yeah. This is like speaking my language. Like I, I think you guys know, am so passionate about making fiscally, financially responsible peers. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your expenses, you are going in blind and you're going to set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's awesome to pursue something you want, but do not do it without thinking and don't do it without having a safety net. Mm -hmm. Because when we act out of fear Mm -hmm. and out of urgency rather than a clear mind, we're going to make a decision that's not right. And instead of landing the job that you really want, you're going to end up just in another job that you're just doing to get a paycheck. Exactly. And that's not the whole transition process is seeking out something that's going to better you. That's Mm -hmm. going to grow you and allow you to really be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the financial knowing your numbers, if you guys need help with this, I would like reach out to me and let's make a spreadsheet, understand your expenses. um, And that's the first what's, what's coming in and what's coming out of your bank account every month. And what can you eliminate if you're about to go into this season? I think it's a great time to look at your expenses and try and lean it out so that you can maybe give yourself the luxury of pursuing a different career. Yeah. You should make a spreadsheet for that. Guys, I already have one. (laughs) No, I'll make it. I really, that's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, also think about it like this. So, I mean, Mary, obviously you, you're the go-to girl when it comes to numbers. This whole thing is, this is Mary's thing right here, (laughs) the numbers, but what are your recurring expenses? What are the additional expenses that you have coming in? And honestly, if you want to fall back on it, what items what items do you have to sell? Huge. Uh, what assets yeah. do you have that really you don't need? Yep. I mean, is it jewelry? Is it clothing? Is it what is it? Yeah. What are you holding on to that you don't need? I think selling things is one of the most brilliant things you could do. Poshmark is an awesome website. If you have a ton of clothes, like most 20 somethings probably, and you want to get some cushion, you can sell on Poshmark. Um, Facebook Marketplace. Sell your stuff. Earn some cushion money. Or if you're really not into that, you know you have a friend who is. So get them to do it for you and just give them a little cut. That is brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, So the other part of knowing your numbers is knowing what do you need to make in your new job? What do you want? Yes, salary benefits, all of this stuff, dream, be crazy, um, and really be specific about what it is that you want to ask for because you deserve that. Um, so know your expenses, but also know 
what is important to you income-wise in your next job. Yep. What do you need to survive and what do you need to live the life that you want? That's huge too, yeah. I think knowing kind of having three levels in your mind of like, okay, to to not be in debt and to be able to pay all your bills, what's that number? You have to. Because for a dream job, you may be willing to take that base number because there's potential for growth and because you're going to be so fulfilled that it's worth it and you're going to be willing to cut expenses. But there's also the next level where you're comfortable, mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, I can eat out whenever I want, sort of a, a salary. Um, or maybe it's like getting your nails done level of salary. Like yeah. that's a luxury in my mind of like, if I'm making enough that I can regularly get my nails done, mm-hmm. that feels good and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's that third lo- level of income that's like, maybe, I don't know, what what's the third level to you of like, being able to book a trip without mm. it hurting your your pockets. Yeah, I that's mean, huge. That's a good and what I mean by that is just being able to book a trip and you don't have to eat out of a can afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so being able to comfortably sustain, comfortably sustain your lifestyle while making a big purchase or giving. Yeah. Being able to give. That's a good one. Without, without it putting you in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so those are kind of like the basic things. And we're talking about you are starting to feel that little like flutter <laughs> in your heart of like, I think I'm ready for a change. Mm-hmm. These are the steps you really need to start going through and start processing so that when that opportunity shows up in your life, you're able to accept it. Mm-hmm. Something that's also, I just have to put this disclaimer that here because I'm so, so guilty of this. <laughs> Sometimes we think we're ready for a change and we're just bored Mm. and we are feeling, feeling unfulfilled because we're imbalanced. Sometimes we're so focused on work and doing the same thing that we've lost sight of the things that we enjoy in our life. So for example, maybe you just need to start a new hobby. Maybe you need to start cooking dinner. Maybe you need to schedule time with your girlfriends Mm -hmm. because you're just bored. You're not actually needing a change in your career. Sometimes we feel like it's just not a real feeling of needing a change. And so, disclaimer, maybe you're just bored. Yeah, and also, if you feel like you're stagnant, evaluate what's making you feel stagnant and see what you can do to change yeah. within your position yeah. and your current situation. That would make you feel less stagnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the stagnation doesn't always come from your career. Exactly. Like, I think that's the point that I <laughs> I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Because you are not your job. Nope. You, let me say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> you are not your job. You are a person. You have value. And yes, your value contributes to you being an awesome employee or an awesome business owner. But you are not your job. Mm-mm. So if you're feeling stagnant, your job is probably not the first place to start. Mm-hmm. Look at what your daily routine looks like. Look at what you're doing for yourself, what relationships you have. Start there before you ever start making any career changes. Mm-hmm. And look into yourself too. I mean, who are you without your job? Yeah. What are those things about you that will never change regardless of your occupation? Yep. Hold tight to those things. Mm-hmm. Guys... We love you. 
this was probably my favorite episode we've ever recorded. So I hope that it's like valuable to you. Thank you guys for listening. Like transitions are hard, but you can do it. Yep. Work your worth. Work your worth.